Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, podcast where a uh, relationship therapist talks to a manipulative, toxic, toxic oh. <laughs> gaslighting, what triggered. else is there, triggered, um, narcissistic. narcissistic, egotistical, male, male, straight male, <laughs> um, yeah. white adjacent comedian. <laughs> have you, heard, have you heard of the term white no, adjacent? No, what is that? It just basically means... If you're not white and you espouse views that uh, the majority of white people hold or if you're just sort of against the progressive cultural narrative, you're tarnished as white adjacent. When did this become a thing? Uh, it's, it's really in the sort of, um, you know, the furthest left yeah. realms of uh, social media. Um, whiteness is just a concept as well. It's not actually a race or a skin color. It's an ideology now, whiteness. So if you're just uh, okay with the norm or if you, even if you just say something like, I think Western society has uh, some uh, good values and merits, then you're, uh, <laughs> you're participating in, a, in expressing whiteness. Hmm. <laughs> I watched a really good video actually about someone trying to convince everyone that white people were aliens. Ooh. So, <laughs> can't quite remember his theory, but it was interesting. Maybe you are. Maybe I am. Extraterrestrial, celestial. Well, they did find uh, UFOs recently. I mean, no, sorry, the Pentagon confirmed that uh, the, the, there was an actual UFO near a Navy base. As most likely some sort of uh, espionage craft from Russia or something, but could be an alien spaceship. Have you been hearing all this stuff about Project Blue Beam? Project Blue Beam, yeah. Project Blue Beam, no. Okay, well, they're saying, and just disclaimer, this isn't my belief <laughs> before you all come at me, <laughs> but um, they're saying that um, there is going to be this huge, in, the, in America, this huge kind of crisis event thing that's happening or going to be happening in a couple of months, and it's been planned for the last 10, 15 years, where basically... They've been showing all the, like, how there's millions of satellites surrounding Earth or whatever. Yeah. And they've been sending up all these new ones recently. And apparently, they're going to be creating a hologram to Ooh. show a UFO invasion kind of thing and then blow up buildings, all this stuff. And then the government is going to come in and save the day. And so, people are going to be saying, wow, like... Aliens are real and the government's the only thing that can protect us and then they create the new world order. And then people are saying that the COVID vaccine, like I don't know if you've seen all these videos of people saying it's like magnetic and they've been sticking magnets onto them. I've seen all sorts of things about the COVID vaccine. (laughs) And they're like, you're magnetic so that you can be like then abducted into, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, so there's heaps of crazy things going on at the moment. But the Project Blue Beam in particular is like huge right now. It has 20 million views the last time I looked, so. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Look, I'd have to look into it. Maybe maybe there's some truth to it, I don't know. Who knows, we shall see. Mm Mm-hmm. See where the beam takes us. The beam, where the beam takes us. I uh, usually mention this at the top of the, the show. We have uh, questions available for Eliza and I to answer. If you go to neilcolhacker.com slash podcasts and uh, all the revenue raised from those questions goes directly to charity. So uh, send in a question. We love answering them. That we do. Actually, that reminds me. I wanted to um, bring up something without sounding like I'm 
being super pessimistic about this, but I keep getting Uh-oh. messages from someone and another person um, has made a comment, but someone's messaging me um, and I haven't replied to him. And I know he watches this, but he keeps going on about how I am a psychologist, why are you obsessed with crystal, <laughs> crystals and things <laughs> like that. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just unpack it for two minutes and say that first of all, I'm not a psychologist. Um, I have a Bachelor of Counseling and Behavioral Science. She's a sexologist. A sexologist. Hence the crystal. <laughs> degree in sexology, um, a degree in relationship counseling and a master prac of um, life coaching. So those are kind of like the four areas that I've studied in. And I have studied alternative ways of therapy. Like I have a master prac of NLP, hypnosis and matrix therapies, multiple brain integration. I've also done the standard therapies like CBT, person-centered strength-based, everything. And when you walk into any psychologist house that I know and counselors, a lot of us have crystals and it's not necessarily because we believe in the power of crystals. It's just because it's kind of like a calming environmental. And they're pretty. Pretty thing to have in the house. So I don't think Eliza is, uh, if, if if she had a patient, I don't think the first I've thing never... she's going to diagnose them with <laughs> Literally, is client. a lack of crystals. I've never ever said to a client, you need some crystals or anything like that. So you don't have to worry too much about that. And also, you know, I do have, we always joke about me being a white crystal loving girl, which I am, and the cliche of that I am, but also, you know, my mom is a yoga teacher and my dad was like a very influential meditation teacher. So I've kind of grown up with that spirituality aspect in my life. So just, that's all I wanna say, don't fret. No one's being harmed here. <laughs> well, humans do have a religious and or spiritual impulse and we have to fulfill that somehow without it detracting from our uh, rational Exactly. Mind. I really suggest you read the book Eastern Mind, Western Body, or was it the other way around? East, Eastern Body, Western, it's one of those. And also things like the body, when the body says no and the body keeps score, it's really interesting about how you know, we might go to the doctor with a, sh- a sore leg and you're getting it checked and checked and checked over and over again. This actually happened to my friend's mom. She had a short, sore leg for years and she kept going to get it checked and they kept saying there's nothing wrong. She went to physios, she mm. went to doctors, she went to the osteo. Anyway, she went everywhere getting massages. And then finally, after two years, the doctor was like, at this point, like, I'm so, I'm at a loss. Let's just refer you to a counselor to deal with the frustration of this. Actually, it was a psychologist. Mm. And essentially, the conclusion that came out of this was she was feeling um, really neglected at home. And her husband was quite, like, verbally abusive and really extremely dismissive. So she had subconsciously created a pain in her body without, in her mind, it was a fully legitimate and real pain, but it was her way of seeking some kind of like empathy from her family, some kind of attention, some kind of validation, those kind of things. So you just got to look, sometimes it is good to look within and and kind of analyze those things from Mm -hmm. an an alternative perspective. Yeah, psychological scars can manifest in uh, physical pain. Exactly. And the placebo effect is really underrated. Uh, Yeah. There are issues with something like that, but if you just believe something is going to work or if you believe in a certain creed, the positive effects of that can actually have real, rational, helpful consequences. Now, people have to be really aware of that, though, that you can't then 
make certain ideas sacred just because they may have some mm-hmm. benefit to them. Mm-hmm. That's a very uh, different conversation. I don't. I don't think Eliza is, uh, you know, scientifically trying to prove the. Uh, uh, efficacy of crystals. No, the only person I've ever told needs a crystal is you. <laughs> there you go. Maybe I do. Maybe he does. <laughs> I'm one step away from that. I mean, look at I it. Know. This is just like full of house plants. And I'm the I white had girl. a wa- water fountain actually that I just got. <laughs> so it's very zen in here. And you got the you got the essential essential oils. oils. I got yeah. CBD oil now. You must have like what fifty plants. More in this. Like, I think I little, counted about sixty. He's in an apartment. Yeah, there's a lot on my balcony. It's nice. We need to we need to stay in touch with uh, nature. He's got sun pictures of sunsets. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. <laughs> I made sure in my in my bedroom I have a natural landscapes. Really? Yeah. So there's yeah. a picture of Mount Everest, and then there's a picture of some waves, and then in here, which is a bit more of the workspace, I've obviously got the canvas of the the globe, but then I've got canvas of New York, London, and Sydney's in the bathroom. That's so funny. I've never seen your room, but that is often one of the, and this is kind of the segue, I guess, is that one of my biggest things that can be a turn off to me is a boy's man's room. <laughs> Not if it's messy, well, but just. So a lot of girls will say that. It's the single say, pillow on the, a double bed yeah. and the dark blue like sheets that are about 30 years old and yeah. like a brown striped doona. Is that what you have? Uh, uh, I've got the brown stripe doona, I think. Shit. No, I don't know if it's brown stripe. It's a, I've got one that's just like this childish pattern. How many pillows have you got? How many pillows have I got? i got two main ones and then a little one, that's like a right. cushion. Yeah, I've got like seven. I only got that little cushion because I think one of my uh, uh, ex-girlfriends she put it in there. She likes to hold something? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then I just kept it in there. I sleep with so many. I sleep oh, with I just, one Maybe pillow. that's a subconscious thing that I'm keeping it in there. Oh, didn't think of that. Now now I'm going to get it. Now I've got to get get it out of there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Do a ceremony of it. How often are you supposed to change your sheets? Because that's what women always say. Oh, men never change the sheets. When you, how often are you you meant to? I I assume in summer I do it. I try to do it pretty regularly because they get pretty sweaty. Oh, you're washing your sheets right now. Yeah, there you go. Right, and and although in winter I don't do it that often. Yeah, look, I'm probably not the be not the best person to come down on this because I um I can be a bit lazy with that. Like, ideally, people say you should be doing it weekly, if no. not like fortnightly. But well, I, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I think more importantly is like the um your pillow cases. At least just do it monthly, like at the very least. Yeah, people. I reckon I sometimes stretch it to once every two months in the yeah. colder months. Yeah, but but you've been living life as a single bachelor for a long time up until. Recently, and well, actually, you had an ex, but uh, yeah, actually, no, you've been dating a lot. No, yeah, most of my life. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> not, not strictly single. No, you haven't lived with anyone, is what I mean. No, I haven't had a living girlfriend ever. Where would they put their stuff? Yeah, there's no space here, and I don't want that. I like my privacy. Oh, there you go. You can have two separate houses. A lot of people. That's a thing now. A lot of people do that. They never live with their partners. A lot of parents. Um, when they've had kids and the kids have grown up and left the home, they have two separate homes and live in one each and love that. And it doesn't not because they hate their partner; they just enjoy having that kind of part, like time to themselves. And I have very different sleep patterns as well to most people. What are they? Well, because if I, if I do shows, I often come home pretty late. And remember at the start of the year, I was like, I'm going to wake up at six every day yeah. this year. That, that didn't last very long. Uh. I'm still trying to wake up earlier, but. When you when you come back from a show and you're still buzzing, the adrenaline's 
still there. I need to calm down after that. I can't just straight away go to bed. Yeah. So sometimes I'm not asleep till one one thirty, and then I don't what? have I don't have like a nine a.m. start. So I wake up at uh, eight thirty nine. Gosh. But then I'll still do an eight-hour workday. Yeah. It's just uh, it's, it's sort of like a night shift, I guess. Do you know, like three nights ago, I went to bed at 7.30. <laughs> I wish I could. I, you know, some people can just uh, fall asleep whenever they want. That's literally I am so envious of those. I, I wish I was I like you. I am so jealous of that. I wish that. I could stay up past 10 o'clock, although I have, I have kind of sinister reasons. I've been waking up really early at like five lately because I last week this um, – I, I was coming home at like six and I was calling Adrian um, saying I was coming home. Like, do you need me to get anything or whatever? Yep. And he told me that, oh, this girl's moved in next door. And she um, she came and knocked on the door and asked me if I could help her with something in her apartment. And I was like, you didn't, did you? And he's like, well, yeah. It's like she just needed help lifting something. And I was like, oh, what was it? And it was a desk chair like this, like a wheelie one. Ooh, and get this, it drama. wasn't that she needed, yeah, I know, you can see how I amped up. I got, it wasn't that she needed help lifting it from like ground floor up onto our level or in the lift. It was outside her door and she needed help getting it inside her door. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so I was trying to explain to him, hang on, have you ever watched a rom-com? Every girl does this where they're like, oh, I've left, I've locked myself out or my phone's not working or could you just help me with this? Like how could someone not lift a desk chair into an apartment themselves? Or, you know, you just roll it. Like I'm so confused. I was going to go over and offer her some calcium supplements because she might have brittle bones or something because she can't lift a chair. Ooh, anyway, so he was like, <laughs> yeah, and neither has he. He's never seen me get like jealous before because he's so introverted. He doesn't, yeah. just doesn't talk Wait, to many people. So have you met this girl? No. So the next morning I was, he was leaving at like 20 to six or something and I was he I was kind of like half awake. I usually sleep very late. Um, and then I hear he's walking out the door and he's putting his shoes on at the door. And the door's open and I hear her come out and she's like, hey, like, thanks so much for helping me yesterday. And she gets in the lift and she's holding the lift open for him. And then I just see him look in at me and he's just like, yeah, no worries. And just comes back inside um, <laughs> and closes the door on her. And so now I've been waking up every morning just really early, just exiting around that time as well <laughs> it's making it known oh well okay well, we can't just like leave that there that's <laughs> i know that's interesting yeah but don't come on like some that, territorial that's uh, obvious though right it is it, look if it's a very light chair it, it was seems like there was probably chair, some ulterior motive but then if someone did ask me to to do that uh, i feel like just my instincts would kick in i'd be like yeah i can lift that yeah i'm not upset at him at all like what was he gonna do be like sorry no like and, <laughs> i have a girlfriend <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lift, lift a chair, chair. especially because he didn't know it was literally out he thought it would be downstairs so i'm not it's have, not on here have you seen this girl no i haven't that's what kills me i'm like i don't i don't and adrian has the worst descriptive words ever i'll be like oh just casually telling him like what's what's she like what what's she talk about and he was like uh um i don't know i she uh not sure like um she just interrupted me while i was playing my game so i literally just did it as quick as i could what, and run back to what, my game was he playing video games yeah he's playing video games yeah and so the and neighbor knocked, has on, the knocked on the door and said oh can you come and yeah. help move my chair yeah 
Anyway, so I've started leaving like my shoes outside the front door just so <laughs> she knows that's like, You spray your perfume on literally. it a bit more. <laughs> I was joking to my friends. Maybe I should like it's just put territory. a framed photo of us there. <laughs> but you know what they say? Uh, women are subconsciously attracted to a man who is attractive to other women. That's my that's my best friend's response. She was like, isn't it the biggest like ego boost to know someone wants your man? I was like, no, this is not okay. Maybe this on a is- subconscious level it is though. No. Well, you wouldn't know because it's subconscious. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, but he was like, who is this? Like, you know what? If it was someone in the street, I would laugh about it a little bit more. I do laugh about it. I'm not like genuinely upset, but it's because she's my neighbor. That's And I'm like, what? And and is this a neighbor at, at, at his apartment or yours? We live together. Didn't you know that? No, I thought you still were in separate apartments. No, um, well, oh, when he had his apartment initially, when we were living separately, was literally 400 meters down the road. And because oh, okay. I was next to oh, that's right. the metro Wait, station, okay, I basically lived with him since six weeks of meeting him. So he moved in oh, ages ago. As soon as my housemate moved out, he moved in the next <laughs> I day. I totally forgot about that. So it's yeah. your neighbor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our, it's our neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. yeah. And you've never met her before? No, because she's new. Hmm. Scandalous. Maybe she listens to this. You watch yourself. <laughs> oh, what would you do? What would you do if, no. if if you saw her very blatantly flirting uh, with him? What what would you do? What would let's say you're at a party or something like that, and you saw a, a woman just blatantly flirting with Adrian, and then maybe he wasn't, you know, he wasn't directly um, stopping it, but he was saying he was being coy about it as well. It wasn't like he was engaging in the flirtation right. back. What would you? How would you respond? Would you? Would you wait and then maybe that night or the next day address it, or would you walk out of the party? What would you do? <laughs> Storm out. No, um, I initially I'd be sitting back and observing to see how can he handle this himself because i one of my previous ex-boyfriends he was lovely and he would never flirt with anyone but he was so non-confrontational he never wanted to say like don't do this or no to people so i think i've talked about this before like he'd have like drunk girls like sit all on his lap and you just see him like look at me like Fuck, like i'm in trouble kind of thing but not want to still say can you get off? Like, because mm. she was his friend or whatever. Um, but I'm just like, a, I'll just sit back and wait and see what you do. I'll watch what you do. And I'll see how long it takes for you to come to me afterwards as well. But I would never intervene. I'm not like kind of like a, I joke about it, but I'm not going to be like, that's my man. Like, don't yeah. talk to him. Don't look at him. Like, no, you can do what you want. Um, but yeah, I've never intervened on that. And to be honest, it hasn't happened that many times. I don't think I've really come across or ever really seen people flirt with any of my boyfriends, luckily. I think it much more happens the other way around. I mean, every guy flirts with me, but men would flirt more does, openly with women yeah, and approach them more. And, you yeah. just have to almost expect it. I don't know why. Yeah. You can't really be that yeah. jealous boyfriend who's like, oh, sorry, she's with me, bro. Yeah. But, I mean, if, it get, if it's getting too handsy... Although then you'd, you'd hope that she would um, be the one to um, oh, yeah. stop it because yeah. then that would be a bit upsetting. Literally, I used to get so upset when, when like I would be out and men would touch me like as I walk past them. Like they always do something sleazy like try to grab your ass. Nowadays, if it happens, I, t- I grab their hand. I just grab it and they freak out and I just look at them and I'm like, don't. 
Wait, you're walking on the street and a man tries Not to... Not in the street. That okay. hasn't happened. It's when I'm at a, at bar, a bar. Yeah, yeah, And, like, I remember once um, I was at a bar, kind of recently, actually, and I was... It wasn't happening to... Well, it happened to me first. I was standing at a bar waiting to get a drink and this guy was behind me and he was, like, really young, like, 19 or 20. And he's literally just pushing his crotch into me. So... And, and But then, like, looking around, like, it was just because it, it was so busy that he was mm. getting, like, shoved into me. So I just, like frown i was like maybe i was wrong and so i stepped aside and then i saw him doing it to another girl just walked straight over to the next one and just started pushing his crotch into her like as she was facing the bar and i could see her just like instantly freeze so i literally just sliced my hand down <laughs> between the. <laughs> I was like, stop that. <laughs> um, but I'm much more on the right. motion of calling people out for that now. So he was trying to sort of subtly grind Yeah, like he people. wasn't going to ever touch her. He wasn't going to flirt with her. He wasn't going to talk to her. He was just trying to rub his dick against something. Well, a girl without. And then have her like gaslight her into thinking, I was just being pushed forward. It's busy. <sighs> damn. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I never had a girl uh, rub her crotch into me at a bar. <laughs> Unfortunately, Unfortunately, I like that. Well, maybe when they're <laughs> but, dancing and they're like grinding. Oh the leg, yeah, true, yeah. true, true. No, I actually have had yeah, that. Yeah. Not not waving at a bar. I don't think. Yeah. I've I've had uh, women flirt with me while I'm with uh, a partner. <laughs> it's been such an ego trip. I like it. So awkward. <laughs> oh my god. But I try as best as I can to you know make sure my partner feels comfortable. Yeah. If they start flirting with me a lot more, I'll get I'll start getting really affectionate with uh, yeah, that's with always... my girlfriend, hold her hand or put my arm around her, yeah. and then they don't stop. I love that. Isn't <laughs> they're, that funny? So, they're so intense. It's always really interesting to see when you're when the girlfriend approaches how the guy introduces her. Like if he's being flirted with, like he'll be like, "Oh, this is Eliza," or if he's like, "This is my girlfriend," kind of thing. I always oh, find that course. interesting. I've got to say, this is yeah. my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, because if the girl recognizes me, um, she'll be like, oh, my God, are you dating him? Wow. <laughs> What's that like? And then she starts interrogating the girl. <laughs> then you can just exit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went, you, two, um, you two can flirt with each other then. Oh, Go for it. God, no, nah, it doesn't happen that often. It's happened a, very, a handful of times, and I remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Stored in your memory. Well, keep us up to date with the... Um, Neighbor threat. Good thing we're moving, so Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maybe she knew that and she's making trying to make her move. Right? Yeah. So we will we'll see. We will see what happens. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but it's it's not it's dramatic. Thank God Adrian is just a very like awkward person, so he just wouldn't like he's just uncomfortable if we're talking with random people. And hopefully it's just Do you think everyone, uh, you know how they say everyone has their price? So in entertainment, you know, there's a lot of roles people wouldn't want to do. Oh, that's cringy. That's a terrible ad. But they say, oh, everyone has their price, which is true. If someone gave me $20 million to spruik some horrible product, I'd probably say, oh, fine, I'll just do it. Yeah. Do you think everyone has their... Price for like if they would uh, like... if Their temptation level. Everyone has a line that they would then finally give in. Do you mean like if Margot Robbie walked in here and you had a girlfriend and you'd be like... Something like that, yeah. Um, Depends on what the thing is. Like, is it... Are you only getting sex out of it? Like, is it just like a really beautiful celebrity that you've been attracted to? Or is it... Just broadly, very generally speaking, do you think everyone has a line 
Yeah, my answer is depends what it is. Okay. <laughs> because if yeah. it was $20 million, that could impact the rest of your life forever. If you were going to have sex with someone that's really, really hot one time and then your mm. relationship's ruined, you got a divorce, your kids hate you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, people still do it. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Not all the time. That but... it does. That it does. Mm. Crazy. All right. Don't want to <laughs> stay on this topic for this too long. This conversation is Now you'll be waking eat. up at, at, at 3.30 a.m. I'm going to start having to come home at like 3.30 when he gets home as well, just to make sure she doesn't knock on the door anymore and then you'll have to spiral out of control. That's a joke. <laughs> be on the news. Like two women have brawled in Crow's Nest. <laughs> One of them uh, threw crystals at the other. <laughs> One of them put crystals in her bath as she was. <laughs> she gave herself copper poisoning. <laughs> okay. Well, well. Speaking of um, feelings. <laughs> what a stupid segue. Speaking of, speaking of, of feelings. Speaking of cringe, uh, we wanted to talk about the ick. Yay. Uh, so my uh, rudimentary understanding of what the ick is, it's an overwhelming feeling of not just a loss of attraction but disgust and revulsion yeah. yes. that a lot of women will have towards men that they may be dating or maybe men that they were previously interested in. Yeah. And from some of the podcasts I've listened to, a lot of women actually do feel very guilty about it, especially if they've been in a long-term relationship with someone and then something so minor can suddenly turn them off. Yeah. <laughs> the... the, the <laughs> The entirety of the person. Yeah. So, oh, I don't like the way he sneezed once. Now I'm grossed out by him as a person. Yeah. And that's a very confronting idea to (laughs) to, to hear that you could be dating someone for two years, be as good a boyfriend as you possibly can, and then out of nowhere, she's not only not attracted to you, disgusted by you. This happened to me. I've had the ick. I got to be honest. I have a lot of theories about the ick. Mm. There's not a lot of actual, I couldn't yeah. find any books or, or pro- proper articles. It was all sort of pop psychology. Yeah. It sort of started mm. from a reality show. Someone said it and then it became popularized. So mm. it's not, I don't think it's an actual sort of, I don't know if there's any uh, psychological basis to something like the, the ick. There's no literature I could I could see on it. I'm yeah. sure there's some sort of analysis that could be done on it, but mm. um like I said, it's 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 actually a confronting idea to yeah. to think about. Yeah. It, have you had the ick? Well, I, it's not a it's not a sudden change in my attraction, but it's right. a it's a gradual. So probably not then. No, I don't I feel think like I've... the ick is like instantaneous. No, like no. it's just you've never cringed so hard in your life. You've lost every single ounce of attraction, and you don't think you can get it back. No, I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah. It's always, I've lost attraction to people, but it's been very gradual mm. and over time. And there's no one thing I can put my finger on as to why I've lost that attraction. It's, it just happens. But, I, you know, even that is pretty rare for me to lose physical attraction to people. But <laughs> as long as they're breathing and, and, yeah. and of age. <laughs> no, even if they're a mannequin, like we, just, like we said, <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm attracted to that. <laughs> Um, so no, I don't think I've ever had the, the ick. Mm-hmm. I saw a few videos about men talking about the ick, but I think they were, this is going to sound <laughs> so homophobic, but I think they were gay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but tell us what, what does it feel like 
to get the tell me tell me a, a, a salient example of when you got the ick and and the uh, events mm, leading up to it i've probably had it a lot of times but the most okay. significant one was i was my it was my first boyfriend and he's an angel he's a very lovely person super loyal and sweet and very sensitive and caring um however he struggled with my i guess sense of humor and in the sense that he always thought that what I was saying was inappropriate. So if I made a joke or if I said anything about sex or anything kind of cheeky or ban anything like that was just humorous, mm. he would always just be like, Eliza. And the way he said my name, the first time I was like, I just felt something change in my body. <laughs> and I was like, why did he say what my you, name? When you say something changed in your body, what... It was a cringe. Like I cringed when he said it like okay. that. So and then, was it? Would you say it was like disgust? Yeah, and then that was two years into our relationship, and then we were together for three years. And poor, 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 poor guy. The last, the entire year of our relationship, every time he sighed or said my name, Eliza, it was always like that. He wasn't ever like, "Hey, Eliza, do you want this?" It would always just be like, Eliza. Like, just disappointed. I was just like, fuck this. Like, kind of like I uh, couldn't rationalize or regulate back then as did, well. Did you but feel guilty about that? I felt terrible. I okay. felt so terrible because I was like, well, why am I so turned off to this guy? He was so giving and he's mm. so loyal and so sweet. And I'm literally looking at him like... I could never be more turned off by a person when he says my name or when he just breathes deeply. <laughs> and then oh my God. it wasn't really until I reflected back on it and kind of when I was getting to my like little deep analysis phase and I started studying like counseling and behavioral science and things like that, I realized that I was so turned off by that because it was a clash of our morals and it was a clash of, um, I guess our personalities and what I valued in a relationship and, and in in someone which was mm. humor and playfulness and because he would only ever say my name like that when or sigh when I made a joke mm. and my friends would laugh everyone else would laugh or whatever and he would just be like like oh she's said dick again like, so so that sigh and the way he said your name was yeah. it wasn't specifically just that thing that turned you off it was yeah. what that represented yeah but for like years after our relationship I was literally just like I couldn't. And all the way he said my name. Well, was like, that impactful? Yeah, I did, just didn't realize. Did you ever talk to him about it? Because I'd imagine it would be a tough conversation to have, if, especially in that situation where you've been with someone for two years. Yeah. And then to have to sit down and say, oh, I'm just turned off the way you say my name. <laughs> How do you have a conversation like that? <laughs> I can't remember. If I, if I ever heard something like that from a girlfriend, ah. Oh, I don't even know, do what, you know to, what? Like, what to do. We broke up nine years ago, and um, when I was eighteen, so it was a it was, it was a like teenage okay. relationship, and we were actually kind of mates, and we kept in touch, and always had good friendship up until very recently. We had a bit of a falling out. Oh, what happened? Did you did you tell him about the, <laughs> the way he said your name? No, I can't talk about it because it was it was basically like. You wouldn't ever talk about me on that podcast you do, would you? It's <laughs> like Oh. <laughs> yes, I caused a rift in one of your relationships. So, um Damn, that actually does Okay. Yeah, and to be honest, no, I haven't talked that sorry, much I about guess, it. If that um ruined the friendship. No, because I hadn't. But I was like, so what if I do? 
Like mm. it wasn't, I've never said anything terrible about any of my exes. I've said a lot of things terrible about people I've dated and just random people that I barely remember their name, but never anything about my exes because Jen, Jen wait, wait, wait. yeah. So you haven't said anything terrible about your exes, but you have said something terrible about the people you've dated. Yeah, like casually dated, oh, okay. slept so you differentiate with, between, met, okay, yeah. ex and Like because all my relationships dated. have genu- genuinely been really good and great. So I don't have actually that much mm. like, you know, dirt to to dish out or shit to say about them because they're all lovely people. But I think there's a big difference between talking about um, events that you may have experienced versus saying someone's name. Exactly. I would never, you know what, yeah. unsubscribe to this podcast if I ever say, so this girl that I dated, this was her name. And they, yeah. I'd never do that. Yeah. My boyfriend's name isn't even Adrian. <laughs> oh, just... as in first name <laughs> is fine. Okay, up. but like. If it's positive, maybe that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. Anyway, okay. we'll, now that I actually wait, now that I say that, we'll hash out all the rules later. Well, all I mean by that is because only the person who um, was actually in the relationship with with you or I would know that I that yeah, they're exactly. the person we're talking about. Whereas yeah. maybe a few closer p- people in the social circle would also put two and two together, but yeah, no one else would actually know who we're talking about. Exactly, and even if they did, it was like honestly, it's not going to ruin your life. To know someone said on a podcast she didn't like the way you said her name or side. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, let's, know. Okay. let's not. Okay. If I, if I dated someone for three this. years and then I found out they, but I was but, fourteen. Like. Okay. Do Do you get the ick less uh, as you get older? Do you think? Or? Well, so basically, what I've realised is my ick is always about something someone says to me and usually for other people okay. it isn't, but my language of love is 100% words of affirmation. So um, I used to get like, it wasn't the full ick, I would say half ick to the word half ick. Half ick. What's the half ick? Where, I'm still kind of turned on. Where but... it turns me off a lot, but not permanently. That's the half ick. I've just claimed this turn. Okay. Um, and it would be when a man uses the word cuddles. And I still a little bit don't like it, um, <laughs> but <laughs> so specific. But do you know why? Because I, one of my ex boyfriends used to say when we first started dating, um, and I was super attracted to him, super into him, and amazing guy. And he would just always use the he'd never say hug. He would always just say cuddles. Like, can can we have cuddles or can I? Have, can I have a cuddle? And I was like, I don't know what it was about this word that I was like. Oh, stop saying cuddles to say hug but then i realized it's childish no it wasn't that it's that when i was on tinder and which i had met that boyfriend on tinder but prior to that so many guys had messaged me saying like how about we um we come over for like Oh, and snuggle. That's even worse. <laughs> snuggle is the absolute i've never come back from that. No one ever say the word snuggle. <laughs> snuggle to me um but guys would message me being like why don't you come over to my place we can watch a movie and snuggle or have a little cuddle and i think that's <laughs> how i've kind of pavloved myself into thinking cuddle equals sleazy oh. guy um yeah i don't like that i don't yeah. like those words either yeah it just sounds really cringe yeah but my boyfriend says cuddle now occasionally mm, and i don't mind it cuddle yeah exactly Ugh. yeah um so it is interesting because more my um my good friend, she is a chronic ick catcher, and it's <laughs> terminology. <laughs> and oh, she gets the ick. This is just podcast with 
getting all the girls' secrets. All the lingo. She gets the ick a lot and she's single, uh, kind of, well, mostly single. And she's um, been dating a lot because she really wants to find, you know, just find someone and whatever. And so every single guy she's been dating, she'll tell me about him mm. and I'll be like, oh, my God, he's so nice. Like, I really like the sound of him. He sounds perfect. And then she catches the ick. And then it's over. Um, like the last guy, I think she had the ick because um, she she made it like a, they were watching something on TV or something. I can't remember. And she made a comment being like, oh, it's funny how this does this, isn't it? And then instead of saying, yeah, that is funny. He was like, well, actually, in my experience, this does this because and he had this explanation. She got the ick and she didn't want to see him again. And she would also like chronically get the ick when someone was like kind of um, like mushy to her or like romantic. But at the same time, she's the most romantic person I know. Like she loves love. She's baby obsessed. Husband wants the white picket fence kind of thing. But when someone was romantic, she'd be like, yeah, gross. But what's interesting now (laughs) is. What does she want then? She's just been on this. Um, on a couple of dates with this new guy. She's they've had three dates as of Has she gone the last yet? night. And he's mushy. He's real mushy. But to find mushy, what's he what uh like making playlists and well, three dates in. Yeah, but but but, but. <laughs> no, love bomb. Mm. No, it's not that. Mm, girl, seems, you're being love bombed. He seems genuinely really lovely. It's not a playlist, you're not being loved. Three bomb. dates in. <laughs> No, he was showing her an interest because she has a really shit music taste. Like she likes only Taylor Swift exclusively. That's a great music taste. What are you talking about? And I think hopefully he was trying to have an intervention on her. So he was like, listen to some real music. So I think well, hopefully this is his triple intent. Triple J top of, <laughs> as 100. And anyway, so he's kind of like. Guys. <laughs> I don't listen to Triple J. I listen to FBI. Well, real music. That's, that may be. <laughs> That may be it. Um, so he made her a playlist and he's done some other cute, like, romantic things okay. here and there. And, and she, she doesn't have the ick. She doesn't have the ick. There you go. But for everyone else she has, but for him, for this one, the ick is not there. She loves okay. it. You know what would give me something close to the ick? Hearing that a girl got the ick because a guy disagreed with something she said. It wasn't. That first one, which was like, well, actually, in my experience. It depends how he said it. It wasn't that okay. he disagreed. It was that he explained something to her that was like i can't remember when i get the example okay, so is it, is, was it interpreted as some sort of mansplaining Man's is that, but, like it okay. would have been the equivalent of like oh it's funny how like these towels absorb your hair and uh, absorb all the wetness in your hair and stay dry and he'll be like well actually the way it works is this towel is created so that and she was like i don't need an explanation i was just saying isn't this funny like <laughs> and she got the ick but what if she was wrong <laughs> But the, the problem with something like mansplaining is just like, what if a girl does say something stupid? Are we not allowed to be like, well, actually, look, this is where you're wrong. I'm going to have to, f- you know what? I'm going to like between this podcast and the next, I'm going to message her and find out what that thing actually was because it, I understood it when she said it. I was like, yeah, that is a bit annoying that he explained this whole thing to you. But, um, but yeah. So okay. the, the difference is, I think, is that this guy that she's just started dating, she's like really, really attracted mm. to. And everything he does, she finds super attractive, no matter what it is. She's attracted to it because she's really like into him or whatever. And maybe like chemically, mm. they just connect. Whereas other guys were doing the exact same thing. And she's like, yuck. 
I'm sure a lot of, you know, long-term relationships and marriages would uh, start off that way yeah, with uh, intense infatuation and then uh, eventually someone might get the gig. Yes. Yeah. Because you hear... That's common. Again, my, my evidence is just stand-up comedy. But <laughs> Wanda Sykes had this joke about <clears throat> when you're with someone for 10 years or something, just everything about them annoys you. Yeah, that's the thing. And she was saying, ah, oh, just why do you have to chew like that? That's my thing. That's my, that is my constant ick with every single person. However, I've rationalized that that's a me thing. Like I have to let that go. But I have literal, this sounds so dramatic, misophonia. Like we talked about this before where when I hear people chewing or sound, certain sounds like can fill people with rage that even though there's no rational mm. explanation, there's nothing to explain it. It's just this overwhelming feeling that I cannot control it. So when I hear people eat, I'm just like raging so hard. I'm like, I don't, I don't like you as a person. Like mm. my housemate used to eat a peach next to me when she'd come home and I would just be like, fuck, I have to leave. I have to leave this house. Like it was that dramatic. But now I- That's I've, why I always ask him like, do you yeah, mind if exactly. I It's like, honestly, it's certain situations. Certain, when I'm having a good day, I'm fine. And if I've had a really stressful day, I think that's when it is. It's usually the nighttime where okay. I like really struggle and I'm just sitting next well, to someone and all I can hear is the chewing. If you're going to date someone, you're going to have gonna to do deal that. with yeah. the, the audio of them chewing eventually. Yeah. But so. because, which is interesting because I'm so like, obviously I'm only a, a year into my relationship. So we're still kind of like into the honeymoon phase, I guess. So when he eats, he can eat anything and I'm 90% mm. okay. <laughs> Like but it's, yeah, sometimes three years into it, when, when I'm, yeah, then I'll be like, don't do it. <laughs> and there's a mortgage, and maybe yeah. maybe a baby, and then yeah. all these extra stresses. Well, that I hope that see by if the you can handle him chewing then. I hope when I have a baby, because babies eat so gross, that mm. I'll overcome that. Because I also have a thing with vomit. Imagine that you get the ick from your own child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please I don't like the way return. He, he <laughs> send it back up. Giving up for giving it up for adoption. It's just. <laughs> It chews too annoyingly. And I like the way she dribbles out the sweet potato. I, I, I don't think I've ever had that sort of an ick where I've lost physical attraction, but there's definitely things people have said which makes me cringe. Yeah. But then I'll still fuck them. But it's so nice of <laughs> but you. I know, but, Thank you, Neil, doing but I'll be like, Australia service. Emotionally unattractive. Yeah. I feel like the equivalent of ick to men can be like post-nut clarity. Where you're like, that's how I feel. Like, imagine that to the extreme where you're like, I just don't want to be near this woman now. I've I've come. I just need to leave. Even though I don't <laughs> believe in post-nut clarity, but that's the equivalent. Yeah, but that's that's temporary. Yeah. So, like, you're temporarily like, oh, what did I do? I got it. I got to go gotta, right I, now. I got to get her out of here. And then three weeks but later, then, like, oh, three clock hours clock. later, then you're like, oh, she could come back. <laughs> so... Yeah. No, it doesn't sound like this. This sounds like a very uniquely female thing. I don't know any of my friends who've who've said anything like this. Um, there's, there's, a, it's not as though there are things that turn men off and uh, make us think about someone differently and see them in a different light. But it doesn't sound as overwhelming as this. This, yeah. this sounds like a tsunami of disgust so that just some, overwhelms your body. Some of the videos of people that have gone viral saying like what the icks are for them. And the fact that it's gone viral makes me think that these could be icks for lots of women yeah. and, or girls, maybe I should say. And they're things like that are so irrelevant. Like when he runs with a backpack on, <laughs> when he sits cross-legged. 
when he's waiting for the shower to warm up. (laughs) Or in your case, (laughs) when that girl made a comment about the way you drove, you gave her the ick. (laughs) I gave that girl a lot of icks, I think. (laughs) Um, So things that are like super just random. But what I... She said it though. She actually just... She was like, just the way you drive, it's so unattractive. (laughs) And then there was an... Oh, like you just... uh, uh, at, this was actually good. I'm glad she said this. When we would be making out, sometimes I'll pull her into, and she's like, once she was just, can you stop doing that? Oh my God, that's so unattractive. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> she just said every, she definitely spoke her mind. And you know what? I'm actually glad I, I had that. Let's bring her on. Let's ask her what her current thoughts are she's on your car. She's got a baby now, and, so um, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe she's got the ick for that guy. <laughs> So funny. But what what I've kind of drawn a conclusion to. So on certain icks, like say, for example, my icks, I, mm. aside from the eating, that's just an irrational ick. But everything else, like the allies, a sigh and the word snuggles and cuddles, there's some kind of connotation that I'm drawing from those words or those sounds that that person is saying. So okay. um, that's why it's giving me the ick. Like, okay, there's, there's a mismatched value here. But when it's come to the things like standing by the well, sh- hang on, like, how is um chewing or eating? I said that one. Aside oh, sorry, sorry. from okay. that one, it's okay. completely irrational. That's just a that's a pre existing thing I've had since I was a child. Okay. Um, because my brother used to when we were like young and I was like ten, he would sit next to me at the dinner table and just look at me and chew with his mouth open so loud and so gross on purpose to piss me off and i'd be like screaming that's to what my older, mom, that's what brothers do stop and he never did and now look at me i've developed this whole fucking misophonia there's a literal diagnosis for it so thank you oliver um that's great anyway so for some of them i think it's kind of that mismatch mm. compatibility or there's some kind of message there but for the ones where it was like running with the backpack the way he stands with the <laughs> The way he crosses his leg when he sits, like these things, when he cries. Oh, one of them. See, who, I, who's the really superficial gender? And then here? even this one, one of the Running ones I with saw backpack. went viral was when, Come when, on. when he eats and he's got a crumb on his lip. You're like I can't date him anymore. Boys, just give up. What? <laughs> what do we do? But for these women in particular, I. My personal opinion is mm-hmm. that this is actually like a toxic masculinity thing where as soon as this man is showing traits that aren't alpha male, they're turned off. Like, oh, you have to stand by the shower and wait for it to get warm. You just can't get in there and like but is that one of them? It? Yeah. Like, that he stands while the shower gets warm. Yeah, that was one of them that went viral. That, see, yeah. I, I hear stuff like that and I, that's on the girl. Yeah. The fact that she yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, has that kind of rid- ridiculous standard. Yeah, exactly. And is turned and, – and I guess we're not in control of what we're attracted to or what we're disgusted by. Yeah. But my opinion hearing something like that would be there's some sort of uh, inner work that probably exactly. needs to be done there. T- yeah. If you're getting turned off by someone standing outside of the shower as it gets warm. Yeah. You got some you got some tings mm. that you have to work on. To but be fair, I don't do that. I just get straight in. So yeah, I've been doing that as well. I've been getting into Wim Hof <laughs> cold showers. I have a girlfriend. Don't do that. <laughs> Damn, that's such a habit. Wow. <laughs> Only men DM him. Yeah. Send dick pics to Neil so he can understand the experience. 
Anyway, um, yeah, so I think that it is like a toxic masculinity thing because it's you are projecting this I need him to be this like super godlike male that stands on this pedestal and he has no flaws and he he doesn't need to sit cross-legged because he's a real man. Like mm. those kind of things I think are so – it's it's toxic and we're not realizing that this is our own like kind of perceptions of what a man should be that we need to break. We can't be – screaming out for feminism and then at the same time getting turned off when a man does anything feminine even though they're really not even feminine when he drives cautiously yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and keeps you alive yeah what a turn off (laughs) no thanks (laughs) um and then my my third theory is that the ick is a very like visceral gut feeling reaction so it's Mm. kind of like a there's a warning here and I need to figure out what it is. Like, what is it that's really made me not want to be around this man in this moment? A lot of people were saying that they get the ick after, um, like, sex or after, like, an argument. Um, but I think that it was – and they were like, it, the sex was, like, okay, it was never about shitty sex. But I also think that when you have sex with someone, it says a lot about someone. So, like, I, I will always draw conclusions about someone's personality from the way they have sex. Always. <laughs> It's interesting. Whether they're giving, whether they are uh, attempting or putting in effort. Yeah. That can change. Oh, what do you mean? You know, day by day, you could want to have a different kind of sex. Exactly. But I mean, when you're just starting out. I don't mean like when you're, I'm analyzing it four years into a relationship Mm. being like, hang on a second. (laughs) You didn't do this. No, um, I just mean like the first time in particular. And even things like like what your kinks are. If mm. someone is very, very into like a dom-sub kind of thing and they're unwilling to compromise on that, that could be something that brings up warning flags for someone or just being like, hang on, like questioning it. So it can be, I think, a really strong gut feeling. But that being said, if you're a person that's experienced like trauma or like mm. um, anything like that, you're going to be having those warning flags and these icks a lot more than anyone else. Or if you have, you know, attachment issues because you're going to be looking for reasons to justify this person isn't safe, this person isn't good. I can't trust adults. I can't trust men. I can't have healthy relationships. You're mm. subconsciously looking for ways to fulfill that. So can't, it's a bit different. Can't, tr- can't always trust your gut. Yeah, and that's Sometimes the thing. you trust your mind. That's the biggest struggle of it, someone that has um, trauma, I think. I, I would wonder, uh, I'd love to do an analysis and see if uh, women in other cultures get the ick the same way that Western yeah. women do. Yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe they do, but then they can't, you know, they'd be shamed for expressing... <laughs> You know, yeah, my uh, my husband of 10 years uh, breathed in a way I didn't like. (laughs) Now I want to divorce him. this arranged marriage. Okay, we're putting you in jail. Yeah. (laughs) Russian women get the ick, do they? Only because I somehow ended up on Russian TikTok. That's a very, if there's any, Eastern European women are very... They have very high standards as well. Yeah, that too. Like all the Russian TikToks I've ever seen... Uh, which, you know, to be fair, has been like probably 20. They're all just women in their like, you know, mid-20s to 30s saying, if he doesn't bring you flowers on your date, if he doesn't bring you a gift, if he isn't paying, then no. It's a, if he does not do this, yeah, then it sounds hot when they the say it. My friend's Russian and she's like that as well. Um, she'll be like, he doesn't. He yeah. needs to be taking me to dinner. I went on a date with a Russian girl and she was talking about how, uh, you know, Australian uh, men, they're not very masculine. 
not very they lack masculinity and i thought oh, okay and then we were uh two or three drinks in and i said oh do you mind can you get this round oh no and she was like okay i guess you are like the other men oh, in australia i'm like oh that's your definition of masculine that's paying for everything crazy <laughs> A lot of a lot of uh, Western guys who have been <laughs> red pilled would say that's actually not very masculine. So it's 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 you know simping. It's ah, uh, oh, Sophia, let me buy everything for you. Oh my god! Whereas the masculine thing to do would be like, hey, no, you're you know, you're an equal. Let's uh, pay for this equally. I mean, it's just the framing. I, I think. agree with the last sentence, but I don't agree with it being emasculine to pay. <laughs> anyway. Depends why you're doing it, though. I pay for people not because I'm masculine or feminine or I mean, anything like that. It's just because okay. I think it's like I'm. A, I always pay for people because I'm just a generous person. I feel really awkward about other people paying for me, no, and. It, but if you're paying uh, out of a sense of need and validation, a need for validation. But no one admits. No one would even have like the amount of people that would have the conscious awareness to think i'm doing this for validation they will probably just be thinking i'm doing this because i'm a gentleman or that's what their thought process is or this is what someone does on a date mm. depends what it is i think as well like if it's coffee mm. is the seven dollars are you gonna want to split that like yeah i would i would usually pay for if i had when i had coffee dates mine and adrian's first date was a coffee date i paid for everything um, but we realized we had the same coffee order, so that was cute. But um, if someone was said, would like, you have gotten the ick if he paid? <laughs> I wouldn't have got the ick if he paid. That'd be fine. But would if you? he said to me, "Do you want? Should we split this?" I would have been like, "That would be a bit of a turn off." I think because it's such a small because it's seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. Then that would have been a bit weird. Yeah. But I'd rather just pay it's it. Like a you know a hundred dollar three course meal. A hundred percent. And yeah, I think that's fair in this day and age. Do people do that still? Honestly, I don't know anyone that takes people out for dinner. No, I usually just do drinks. Yeah, and do you know how but awkward it is? Sometimes there'll be dinner with the drinks. When you're vegan and you don't drink alcohol, dating was so shit. They will be like, "Oh, you don't drink? Um, just come over." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, damn, so that's tough. such a go-to. Yeah. What do you do? Literally, I'd be like, what about a like, walk? <laughs> Let's go to the bar. I'll, you don't have to drink alcohol, just get drinks. But I did that one time and it was so awkward. Like it wasn't awkward. The day it wasn't awkward. It was just awkward because I had, <laughs> he got me a Coke. Thank you for buying that. And then I drank it in five minutes. He's an ice cream spider. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's an apple juice. Have. And then he was like, should I get you another? And I was like, I don't know how much, like how much soft drink can I had it. I was like, no. So I just watched him drink. I just sat there with him while he just kept getting himself's drinks. That he was problematic, though. In the end, anyway, he was problematic. He was very. He was the he one that the would ick. like um, sleep talk to himself, being like, "Just kill yourself" in his sleep, thinking I would hear it, and then ah, yeah, wow. And he's a lawyer, so I made a conclusion that I <laughs> every time afterwards that someone was like, "Oh, I'm a lawyer," I'd be like, "No, we're not dating." Damn. Yeah. Yeah, this ick thing is just it's <laughs> it's giving you the ick talking yeah, about it. Yeah. No, it's 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 actually it is actually scary though for a guy hearing that that cuz I was listening to a podcast where a girl was talking about an ex-boyfriend and he was great. She 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 only had good things to say about him. 
and they had been together for I think either over a year or um, a couple of months, a substantial amount of time. Might have even been two or three years. They went on a holiday one day, and yeah, something he did. The way he it was something so minuscule. Yeah, it's not even funny. It was um, the way he turned over in his sleep, or the way he was breathing, or something like that. And she said, "I just." I got the ick and it was overwhelming and I did feel guilty about it, but I couldn't do it. And she couldn't even finish the holiday. This and is then, a common thing I'm hearing about the holidays, always with the ick. Yeah. And then the guy, uh, she broke up with him on the holiday and then he was really upset and understandably, right? Oh. Yeah, but that's, I mean, what do you do with, like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess if you can't control that, what what can you do? But... Damn. Yeah. That's harsh. I think that um, I've had, I think, my last relationship. I don't think, I wouldn't call it the ick where I was, like, disgusted by him. Mm-hmm. But it was it was very, like, you know, we were together for, I think, two years. And he was, he is by far the nicest guy I've ever met. And he was so beautiful. But when one day I just woke up and I was like, I can't, I cannot be with him. Like, I just can't do it. And I don't know why. Like, I had no reason. He didn't do something that turned me off, but it's had no reason for it. I was like, I just can't be with him. Then we broke up really soon after that. Like, in a matter of like a week or two, I was like, ended this relationship that we thought, everyone thought, oh, you guys will get married because we'd known each other since we were Mm. like 17. And it took me so long. I was really struggling with, why why did I end a perfect relationship for a reason I don't know and I've since kind of come to the conclusion that it was something really deep in my subconscious that was like this is not where I'm meant to be this is not the person I'm meant to be with and at the point like when I looked when I was in the relationship I was like we're perfectly compatible we both value family like commitment and this this, and this but now since coming out of the relationship I think god how unhappy could I have been if we'd stayed together forever when he was like he just wants to stay at home wife and he wants to be the breadwinner and he wants to live in the city and do all these things like now with like when I met Adrian and the, f- the funny thing was that I was but, saying yeah but you said you you have the same values that sounds like you don't exactly really but I didn't even values. think that during the time those things didn't okay. cross my mind and also like he had a huge problem with me being um he didn't have a problem with me being vegan, but it was a big like difference in sure. kind of those things, which I understand. And no one had, I hadn't dated any vegans before, but I would always joke to my friends for years and years and years saying, I just want a qu- quiet, shy boy, like vegan, someone that works outdoors kind of thing. And sometimes I think that maybe, you know what, subconsciously or universe or destiny, something ended my relationship and I met someone at the time I needed to so that I could start this relationship because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be moving out of Sydney like I am now and all these things in my life that I have at the moment would never have happened. I wouldn't be doing this podcast with you as well, probably, mm. like because, yeah. Um, and and then we're 50 podcasts in. Are we 50? Close. Oh, my gosh. I, I think it's forty mid-40s. That's crazy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Look, I, I don't even know what to say about the, the ick and things like that because I, I wonder if we're putting – this is a common um, <clears throat> idea I talk about, but is modern society expecting uh, t- too much emotional uh, support from a, from a romantic relationship when, you know, historically we got that from a, 
array of outlets and now because we put so much emphasis on our romantic mm. partner and especially uh, in the realm of them always having to appease the 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 romantic and, and sort of magic side of it, our standards are just way too high and, and, and as a result that can manifest in things like the ick. Yeah. And if we saw marriage and pair bonding the way we did previously or the way other mm -hmm. cultures do, because there wouldn't be that huge expectation, we wouldn't, the conception of that wouldn't, wouldn't manifest through um, fleeting moments of disgust and, and, and sudden reversals in the way we feel about someone. So I wonder how much this is our intrinsic nature <laughs> every, yep, this is me every podcast. But how much is it? Uh, yeah. You just need to you need to do some sort of comparison with. Uh, first of all, it'd be interesting talking to women who are maybe in their eighties or seventies, eighties, nineties, and and whether they ever got something like the ick back in the forties so and fifties. Uh, compare it to women in um, other countries and and cultures, and then maybe look. You know, it's not as though there isn't literature from previous eras and one and. It'd be interesting going through that with a fine tooth comb and, and, and seeing if there's anything like the ick that mm. the Bronte sisters ever spoke about. I think that you're on the right track with that. We are so conditioned to put everyone on a pedestal so that when they're not meeting this perfect image, we're thinking gross kind mm. of thing, like you're not where I'm meant to be. And one um, theory that I actually read about from a psychologist, I can't remember her name, but she was saying that, you know, in our, in our age and younger, um, the youth of today, I guess, are so self, not self-centered, but self-serving in the sense that we're like, oh, we want a promotion, more money. I want this. I'm getting this. I want this. I'm getting this. Like everything is so quick, fast moving. We're always asking for things. And so that it's almost, we're making it so difficult to be pleased by something simple. So, and also I think there's a big difference between when you get the in the start of the relationship versus when you're in a long-term relationship and they should be looked at differently because if it happens four years into a relationship, even though I just said that I'd ended something off something similar, it can usually be worked out and it's usually just, you know, the drop in the hormones, the drop in the oxytocin when it's that honeymoon period um, mm. wears off and then all of a sudden everything your partner does can be sometimes annoying or frustrating and you're just like... Uh, whatever and then that makes it worse because yeah. then you're uh not being able to offer love and and, yeah. and the same sort of uh you know emotional response to certain things that you would have otherwise exactly. done and so then the partner probably gets frustrated and yeah. then it just spirals out of control which then reaffirms the ick if anything so look yeah. at him getting angry now yeah because i have the ick oh this is just giving me more of an ick and i think it happens more to women as well because of um, like as in women get the ick more because linking it to our cycles and the phases of our cycle, like there's one phase in our cycle called the luteal phase that happens mm. before you get your period or before you bleed. And um, you're basically your estrogen, which is the good hormone, the happy hormone drops massively and your progesterone rises. Um, and in that week, it's the hardest week of it. Worse than sometimes getting your period, it's the week leading up where you're super emotional. Everything pisses you off. You're real, extremely sensitive. Mm. Like in this phase of my cycle, I'm going to be the most sensitive to the sounds of people eating than any other phase kind of thing. Or like if someone says something like you're 
you're a psychologist but you like crystals I'm gonna take that more seriously and be like hang on I'm not like kind of thing Mm. compared to when if I was ovulating I'd be like well fuck you I don't care whatever so I think that that's probably the reason why but that being said there are lots of men saying they get the ick too and their icks are usually things like when she smokes or when she says bruh or bro and I thought I can't remember the rest of them it's a turn off but it's not I wouldn't ever describe those sorts of things as an overwhelming sense of disgust (laughs) disgust yeah but I thought it was interesting watching the males one um the men the guys doing these ones of what their ex were because it kind of played into that when a woman isn't being feminine the way that when women are like when he stands by the shower and they're not being masculine so his bra (laughs) yeah when she's not being super feminine he's like nah peace out when anyone says bra unironically that's cringy Uh, come to my office for one day and you will see bra well i'll say ironic i say it as a joke no they say it like it's not no maybe not it's bro bro is i say bro all the time what about when women say bro though do you does that impact anything for you i don't know i don't think i've ever had a, a romantic interest say bro yeah oh Bro, I don't know if, if it was the specific word bro, but I've definitely um, spoken to girls that will use, I guess, language associated with a you know, younger urban male vernacular. Yeah. And no, I, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think it was a turn off. Do you know, actually, I always say the word or often say the word mate, like, and not in a like, hey, mate, but in a. When someone's done something, I'll be like, oh, mate, you would not believe, like, yeah. kind of thing. And I've had a girl, a guy, that lawyer guy, tell me, could you not say that? And I was like, no, I, sorry, I can't. And he didn't like the way he yeah. said that. He liked the way I texted when it was, like, not feminine. Right. So, interesting. I have I, experience. You know what? That. Actually, I do find it a turn off when a girl's really bogan. Yeah. <laughs> That's just... Not a, yeah, that's not attractive. Right. Mm. But I'm sure girls also, <laughs> a lot of women wouldn't like a man who's excessively bogan. Yeah, that's just different stroke. That's like just preference or or whatever, not so much like ick. Mm. Excessively, if it's bogan or, you know what, if they're, into, if they're in any sort of subculture to such a degree where, um, I think maybe that's the comedian in me. I'm just like, I've got to Wait, make fun of you. I have a theory. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What hap- What would happen to you? Uh-huh. You've met this girl. Yeah. You're not like super emotionally invested. Maybe you've gone a couple of dates. She's pretty gorgeous. Yeah. Or maybe let's say it's the current girl you're dating, right? Yeah. You're quite more established, but you walk into her place and it's unironic this, that she has placed above her bed, live, laugh, love in <laughs> cursive. <laughs> That's a meter big. Um, I'd I'd joke about it to her, and then if she can, if she's self aware and can laugh about it, then not a problem. At and all. then later, but you, if she's like, no, this actually means a lot to me, yeah. and I'd prefer you don't make fun of it, then that's that would be a huge turn off. Okay, but what about you're gonna get takeaway, and she's like, what movie do you wanna watch? And you're like, oh, I'll just watch it whatever you want. And she's like, okay, we're gonna watch Eat, Pray, Love. Then what happens? If she says it like that, <laughs> yeah. But if she says, oh, let's just, let's give Eat, Pray, Love a go. What if she's like, this is my favorite movie? I don't even, what's that, what is that movie about? I don't know. All I know is that. Isn't every, it a book? It's a book and a movie. Oh, okay. Exclusively I didn't know loved by movie. mothers. Oh. 
Kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. But not the movie oh. is not like Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I mean. am not uh, a very judgmental person, Eliza, so. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if she, um, I don't think I would care. If she asked me what do you want to watch, I'd probably have, I'd probably have something that I want to watch. What is your favourite genre of movie? Are you a movie watcher? Thrillers. Yeah. Thrillers and suspense. Yeah, same. Yeah. And horror. Mm, not horror so much. I don't oh. just like gore for the sake of it. But if it's a, if it's a yeah psychological thriller, love that. Yeah. Um, I do like a good war epic. Same. <laughs> same. Yeah. Um, I don't actually like comedy movies. I find them kind of cringy. Again, not just saying this. I love. I have the exact same favorite. Except Borat. I love Borat. I hate all comedy and all rom coms, except for maybe like one or two here and there. I don't but mind I never watch them. I just don't watch movies that much anymore because there's so many um, TV shows on on the streaming services and just things on YouTube. I hardly ever. I did watch Step Brothers the other day. I watched mm-hmm. um and then I don't know if it was just alphabetical or something, but then I watched Step Up. No, not Step Up. Um, the other one. <laughs> from that Dan- No, 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 no. Um, you got served. Oh, <laughs> uh, I kind of is that the stomping one? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I kind of liked that one when and I was I young. I watched it back and I thought, my. God, this is so cringy. Oh, this that is back it's like, you suckers got served. And then the guy had that sort of spiked, bleached, blonde, late oh, 90s, no. early 2000s hair, super baggy jeans. And they're always ending with the, those sort of wannabe gangster poses. They were great dancers, don't get me wrong, but the, oh, the language was like, hey, uh, here, you, you two dudes need it. It's it just <laughs> the person who wrote it clearly just, listen to one rap song and try to copy all the all the rhetoric and it's so eyebrow raising but also was a good movie good didn't mind i remember loving it as a kid and then i, I watched it again and thought yes did you go it didn't give me the ick did you try practice some of those stomp dances yourself no i didn't i used to break dance when i was a teenager <laughs> i guess really that's so yeah. cute show us well, i can't do it now <laughs> There's no space, but um, the day this gets released, can you can you put a video up on your Instagram? Probably not. I don't know if I can still do that. Those moves weren't easy. I don't know That's if you can just make it better. If you do just it try. again. I can do the um the there was uh, the, I can do the footwork, <laughs> but the power moves um were uh, pretty difficult. Although maybe as an adult now, I'd actually have more uh, strength to be able to do them, but I'd need to practice for at least. Least couple of weeks. I could almost head spin for a while. I swear. In my <laughs> no, year twelve no formal, yeah, 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 my year twelve formal, it was the either the formal or the after party. Uh, me and this guy throughout high school, we'd always have dance battles at That's either so cute. school camps or uh, I think we did one at the year eleven social. And then um, I was like the attention seeking class clown in high school. I still am, but uh, during the formal, I got the mic from the DJ. And then I was like, just can you stop the music for a while, stop the music? And everyone's like, oh, fuck off. Nick. What do you want now? We don't want your stupid comedy act. And I was like, uh, Richard and I are going to do one last dance battle. And then everyone was like, woo. <laughs> and then what happened is um, the music started and we're, you know, going at each other, trying to do our dances right. And, it was, of course, it was the Indian and the Chinese kid. <laughs> Every, everyone from that race thinks they're black. And um oh. Weird planned choreography for the last two weeks. And oh my god! Yeah, so it got to the chorus, and we're doing this dance battle, and then boom, we get into the choreography, <laughs> oh and everyone's god. like, Wah! "Is there videos of this?" 
my friend was supposed to film it and then it was really dark or something. Uh, I don't know if he still has the footage, but uh, I really wanted him to film it. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was, so it was really cute actually. Um, yeah, it was fun current, coming up with that Cory uh, for the for the year twelve formal surprise. What a good finish to to your yeah. We got a, we got our ten year reunion this year. Oh my god! I don't even know if I want to. I don't know. It's going to be in some pub in the Shire. You have to go. Uh, what are you? Everyone's going to be like, "Oh, you're doing well," and I'll be like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, yeah, like yeah. and subscribe. <laughs> Neil Phil Hacker. Never stop com. marketing. <laughs> Can you share it? Uh, you should check out my podcast. <laughs> Do it. I don't know. Just be. I, I'd like to see my close friends, um, but I see them anyway. And the others, I don't. Because yeah. of Facebook now, it's not like you need to go there to, to see yeah. what people are up to. Mm. And you know, some will be married. Will just be getting married and buying houses, and some will be not. at the start of their career, and that's it. And then you just chat, and people will get drunk, and some drama will happen, and that's it. I live with the drama. What school did you go to again? Did you go to Caring Bar <laughs> in the in the southern <laughs> suburbs of Sydney. Oh, okay. Near Cronulla. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. No, I don't have anything against the people I went to high school with. I just think the reunion's going to be kind of weird. Yeah. If I do go, I'll probably have a few drinks before and then. Good planning, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Let us Imagine know. Imagine if I, I do that. I show up to the reunion drunk. <laughs> And then promote your podcast. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll report back. I'll be. <laughs> I'll make them all. Maybe Richard and I should do another dance choreography. You should. You should. <laughs> hey guys, we'll do one more dance. <laughs> I think that guy's like an investment banker at Macquarie Bank now. I, I, last time I caught up with him, he had to schedule it in so far in advance, and he's like, "Yeah, I work six a.m. to eight p.m. every day, wow. and then work Saturdays as well." Oh but he made, but with those jobs you make a mint. But you just have no time. You don't have any chance to actually spend the money. You have to do a reunion dance. Well, imagine if it was like just really awkward and <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> and everyone was like, <laughs> imagine when we're in, in our fifties and we do like a, the forty year reunion dance, oh, and our should. kids like, oh, dad, don't <laughs> do it. Do it. I've got a backwards camera. Yeah, we cool with the kids. <laughs> All right. Well, we we um, I think we'll wrap this one up. I just didn't didn't really have a lot to say on the it because it's not something I've really experienced. All I can say is that it is a very confronting thing to 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 know that for a lot of women, um, they can quite suddenly get a really overwhelming sense of disgust for someone who might otherwise be a very loving boyfriend. Exactly, and. When I said that about the the phase in their in their cycle, please do not ask a woman if she says she's turned off by you or not into you anymore. Which phase she's currently <laughs> well, you're, you're in? in your period, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> now nah, do it. Ask her. See. My boyfriend does and that. And let us know how she responds. But in a nice way, he'll be like, "Are you in the luteal phase now?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> Extra Are you in the luteal phase. Yeah, he knows it all. Bless him. What What are the progesterone levels like right now? Hi. Hmm. No, I'm saying that could be a question to ask. Oh. <laughs> Hi, okay, got the answer. Yeah, that's why I went to bed at seven thirty. Oh, no, I was just exhausted and moody. Ah, oh, so that's how yeah. I can get to bed early. I got to just um, transition. Yep, take be some progesterone. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Let us know your stories about the the ick. I always feel cringy, you know, asking 
listeners anything like that? Let us know, Eel. It's I like love so knowing FM the radio. Call up to the text line. Let us know your the time you got the ick, guys. And up next, we got Ed Sheeran. You sound like Bryce from Maths. That gives me the ick. <laughs> I honestly think. Okay, okay, no, no, I don't want to end the podcast now because oh, no. I watched a lot of those Maths episodes, and I honestly think they just painted him as the as the bad guy. Have you listened to his podcast? No, but well, they're still together. They're doing a podcast together. Listen to his podcast, and and so it. Confirms that he is. He's still gross. She's three months older than him. And I uh-huh. only listened to one podcast and he's like, it's very like crazy. Like you're a much older woman. She's like, I'm three months older than you. And he's like, yeah, I've just, I've never dated an older woman. Everyone I've dated has always been like, you know, blonde and young. And I was just like, just the whole time I felt like okay. I hate him. Okay, th- that actually would be a good uh, thing to do to actually listen to the podcast because no one's yeah. controlling that. Yeah. So, okay, I will listen to that. But yeah. <laughs> I actually did find it kind of funny in the finale when they had footage of his friends saying, oh, should we tell oh. it? And he's like, no, they put them up to that. <laughs> and he says that again on the podcast. I'm pretty well, sure maybe he says it on did. the podcast that he they did. Yeah. Well, maybe they did. Who it is reality TV. It's not exactly you know, his, the most moral people his best friends, making these shows. Surely they wouldn't agree to do that knowing that would just True. get so much hate. True. But then it also says why is she staying with him? Because I know, I don't know. Anyway, it's victim blaming this. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, okay. Another, another podcast episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, neilcarga.com slash podcast if you would like to ask us a question we've got a juicy one in the next podcast uh, if you're in Sydney come to my show every every Thursday neilandfriends.com follow Eliza on Instagram at Eliza Joy Wilson we'll see you next time see you next time